Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 750, recorded live on February 4th, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who I'm guessing is ready for winter to be over, Dave Play. I mean, we're only a month in. And the man who is definitely ready for winter to be over, Andy Delo. Hi. Andy, we are a month into winter. Well, technically, well, okay, so it depends on if we're ast- talking about astrological winter or actual meteorological I'm I'm talking, like, meteoro- meteorological winter, which starts in, like, late December. Yeah. The, the thing that most people here and there just either don't realize or want to avoid and ignore is that in like late November and early December when it's snowing, that's not winter. <laughs> that's fall. It snows in the fall here. We've been trained to be like, and and taught, not just trained, like we've been educated that like it snows during the winter. No, it snows during the fall and the spring. It gets cold in the winter. Okay, Noah states yeah. that there... Yeah. Definition of winter includes December, January, and February. And that their the, spring. The winter season? Yes, the winter season, according to the. No, what? Shoot, Noah. National. What's the O? Oceanograph. Uh, Oceanic and Atmospheric and Association. There it okay. is. I was like, Noah, the National. Oops. Something or other. National Oops, Andy. Doesn't know acronyms. Yes. So yeah, Noah says December, January, February for winter. That's so fine. Hope- but like winter isn't over until April. <laughs> I just. That's, uh, that's my kind of go to. And yes, I, I know that's different than what I just said about how winter starts in January. It ends in March. It's just that it snows in spring. But yeah. No, it's in my head. When I think of Valentine's Day, I don't think of snow. But you should. I know I should. There's because been it is snow mid- on the February. ground for Valentine's Day for the last like thirty five years. Oh, who should I? Zim Zimmerman is a meteorologist. I wonder if she could look up on the history guide how often we've had snow on Valentine's Day. I'm. Sh- Sure that you could also do that. I know, but she is a meteorologist. She probably has the idea of where to look a lot better than I do. Sure. One of my, my co-workers, in fact, several of my co-workers uh, within the context of the company, but one that I know re- rather well, has been, like, he, he was a meteorologist in his previous job, a professional meteorologist. And it's just so good to get, like, anytime there's a severe weather event, he chimes in with a, this is what you can actually expect. Okay, here we go. Uh, Valentine's Day climate statistics and weather history for Western Wisconsin, because that's what Google popped me up to. Following statistics comprise 150 years of data from 1873 through 1950, various Data came from various locations in western Wisconsin since 1950. 
The data has been gathered at La Crosse Regional Airport. Okay, so this is right next to Mississippi River. The odds of having any precipitation at all on Valentine's Day are 50%. Uh, Trace amounts of precipitation. Uh, Since 1897, it has snowed on 60 out of 126 Valentine's Days. There we go. So there's your number. Okay. 60 out of 126, so just shy of 50% chance of snow. Of snow. But that does not answer the question of how often has there been snow on the ground. That's true. Because if it snows the day before or the week before, or if you're here the month before. You're right, because this says on Valentine's Day, it's a... F- there's a 50% chance of snow on Valentine's Day. Right. Hmm. So Valentine's Day is in the winter. Yes. It is a winter holiday. Now is St. Patrick's a winter holiday? Because at a point you're at that point you're mid-March. It's I feel warming like, up by then. Yeah, it's I feel like winter. There but have been times up. where I have been, we did the curling club did the St. Patrick's Day parade in Kalamazoo a couple of times. Sometimes yeah. it was fine. Other times it was freaking cold, cold, very cold. And of course, our little wagon had a cooler in it, and in that cooler was, of course, Bailey's. So <laughs> Bailey's, not Guinness, but Bailey's. Well, yes, because we were supposed to have coffee. So that was our quote unquote creamer for the coffee. Ah, I see. Because it wouldn't do good to have Guinness, because that's obviously a beer. Yes. But Irish coffee. But Irish lick like hard liquor. So Oh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm ready for the weather to warm up because <laughs> I've gotta get one of our transmitter buildings cleaned up before the transmitter arrives. Mm-hmm. And and it's cold. It's cold. The building doesn't have a heat because the old transmitter was the heater. Yeah. And of course, there's no actual road out there. And since, you know, we've gotten snow on top of snow on top of snow. Well, you do live on a, an odd geographic location. Yes, we do. The lake where... giveth and the lake taketh away. Yeah. It all depends let me, on let me... the... Would you rather have the snow or would you rather have the cold? Because that's that's the thing. People, when I moved out here and I like even now, people are like, oh, you grew up in Michigan. So like you're used to this cold. I'm like, well, sort of. (laughs) It doesn't get this cold in Michigan. Yeah, that the Lake Michigan kind of buffers us. The lake absolutely buffers Michigan. And then as far as snow, I mean, most of it would have been dropped by the time it got over to the, the east side. But there are some times where you get the lake effect snow, where it actually picks up moisture off the lake to actually dump right. even more well, snow. So that's, it's, that's what I'm saying. You, you, where you are on the west side of the state, you get much more snow, like yes. way more snow. Yes, if we were about a half hour farther west, we'd get even more because that's right on the, the right. snow band. But the the temperatures there are more mild. Yes. And so if you compare here to the west coast of Michigan to the east coast of Michigan, like east coast Michigan has the best of all of it because they have less snow and milder temperatures. And then Buffalo gets the lake effect all over again, so they just get screwed. West coast of Michigan gets more snow, but still has milder temperatures. 
Here, I get way less snow than you do, but damn, does it get cold. Mm-hmm. Like, what What was your coldest temperature this week, Andy? Uh, I'd have to hold on. Without wind chill. Without wind chill, I think it was four degrees. Four degrees. Yeah. Okay, we were at minus 20. Oh, Jesus. When I say it was cold, I mean it was cold. Oh, sorry, seven. It wasn't four, it was seven was the yeah. low. Oh, no, seven degrees. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Minus 20. Oof. So, if you want to talk to me about winter being over... <laughs> Just remember, this is still, like, we're barely past the beginning of winter. Hank Green has a really fantastic um, winter explanation of, like, how to survive winter. And that fact, the the temperature, is one of the first things he talks, or the, the timing is one of the first things he talks about. That, like, don't expect winter to be over in January January is the beginning of winter. <sighs> well, I'm just sitting here in my hoodie. Yeah. So, we'll, oh, I'm we'll sitting here in my hoodie. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later. Spoiler alert, that's the review <laughs> for today. Uh Yeah, no, that's that's I don't have much else as far as banter going. You have a a lot of stuff at work to take care of, sir. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, the um on Monday, uh, this is not on our topic list, but um the satellite provider for CBS News and some other programming. Um th- what did they what did exactly did they say? Sky View. It had experienced unauthorized access to its IT environment, resulting in interrupted technical services. Oops. Yes, that was on Monday morning. Someone hacked CBS? No, they hacked the satellite provider Ah. for CBS. And so um, basically everything went sideways. And CBS... I guess had offloaded a lot of their internet type backup things like FTP sites and that sort of stuff to Skyview as well. So when Skyview got taken down, all of the backup options for when the satellites also, go down also got taken down. So it was like, what do we do? Oops. And then, you know, the Monday we're just scrambling, we're trying different things, different ways of getting it together. And CBS is like, look, normally they send the stuff to Arizona. That's where Skyview's upload link is, but they still have an upload link in New York City. So they 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 literally bypassed Skyview and just uplinked it themselves. Mm-hmm. So we've been dealing with that. But the entire time on Monday, we're going like, okay, what's because this was radio silence from Skyview all day oh, no. Monday. And we're, we're like, okay, what's going on? We need to know. We need to know. We need to know. We need to know. And they finally later said that they had an unauthorized access to its IT environment. We're like, okay, that's great. What, you know, when, when are things going to get back to normal? And then on uh, Friday, finally had a 
basically all hands on deck CBS affiliates Zoom meeting, which was 180, I think 183 people were on that Zoom meeting. Uh huh. Um, which side note, they sent out the invite to this Zoom meeting with everyone CC'd instead of BCC'd. Yes, everyone was CC'd and not BCC'd. So I have literally everybody's email address now. Everybody who is a CBS affiliate technical service manager. Oh, there's program directors. There's news departments. There's just there's, oh god, <laughs> it's it's all just a, a smorgasbord of stuff. Oh. The surprising fact, though, was the fact there that there was no reply all storm that happened with those. I think people in general are getting better about that, of just understanding if you get a thing like that, don't reply all. Yeah, that was one of the things I'm just in the like, just bracing for the reply all just chaos to happen, but it never did. I'm like, oh, wow, we're all smart. Now, you know, some of us couldn't handle that Zoom meeting, but anyway... <laughs> But Skyview came on and they apologized to us. And they're like, okay, does anybody have any questions for us? And they're just like, well, when are we getting service back? And they're like, we don't know. And they're like, okay, thank you. Let's talk to CBS now. <laughs> it's like, yes, Oops. you can apologize to us, but how about you actually get our get our stuff back up and running? Your apology means nothing to us. We have to deal with all this other stuff over the weekend. I mean, I I can sympathize with them a bit on that, uh, in that, like, I had a thing that happened at work last week, and someone said, like, well, when is it going to be resolved? And I'm like, I, this has never happened before. I have no way to monitor its progress. It will be done when it is done. I don't have a time for you. <laughs> it could be in the next half hour. It could be in a week. I will let you know. Well, yeah, but after just like a week of radio silence was like, okay, yes, thank you. Your CEO came on and apologized to us, but that doesn't actually fix the problem. I mean, it, at least they're taking like ownership of it. Yes. So, yeah, so that's been fun. It was, it was really great, though, was the fact that some of the people had rebooted their receivers because they thought there was a problem with the receiver itself or the software or something. They rebooted uh -oh. the receiver. And the problem is the receiver has connect. to – It had to phone home in order to authorize itself. Yep. But there wasn't anything to phone home to, so the box was just – It's dead then. Yep. Yeah, luckily I had some spare stuff on there so I could do some workarounds because – the uh, the scheduling software to tell it what to listen to on the satellite receiver <laughs> is a web GUI on the Skyview website, which was also down. So I couldn't actually log into the box and change the schedule. There's a way of like overriding it on the front panel. But if you override it on the front panel, you have to have them come in later and actually basically unlock it for you so you could actually do it again. Yeah, it's... This whole thing's just been a cluster, and it's been going for a week. And the fun fact is the State of the Union address is on Tuesday. It is. We normally carry that through CBS News. Will CBS News be up by Tuesday? That is an excellent question. CBS has basically two plans. So like, okay, if, if everything goes, you know, if everything's backing up and running by Tuesday, here's plan A. If we're still in the same boat, you know, if we had to do the, the State of the Union tonight, this is what we would do. So here's plan B. And they're like, we will literally tell you on Monday if we're going to go plan A or plan B. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you plenty of notice. Don't worry. 
Just be ready to implement one of these two contingency plans. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's just been a cluster, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, all of us, at everybody at CBS News is like, okay, let's just get the technology to work again, please. Right. Sky whatever has to be, like, shitting their pants right now, though. Sky view. Yeah. Like, imagine... Andy, just, I, I know it's annoying that they haven't given you any details or, or timelines, but, like, imagine being on that staff right now. Oh, yeah. No, they, because of the amount of stuff that they have to deal with. Right. And, and, and knowing that your work, your product has, like, CBS is not a small client. No. So imagine screwing up a client that big and how pissed they have to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're the only satellite provider in town. Right. It's one of the things where it's like you could easily go, all right, you better you better do this right. Otherwise, we could easily go to these. I know of I mean, two, two to three other satellite provider I, companies. I guarantee you they are having meetings at CBS of like, should we switch? If we yep. switch, can we switch in time for the the State of the Union? Yep. <laughs> oh. What? I was just going through their press releases from Skyview Networks. And yep. one of the ones that they have on here is... Um, a link to the Radio World article of them showing off their uplink facility showcase. Skyview Networks debuted its industry-leading satellite uplink facility and private cloud server system that makes the broadcast solutions company one of the most reliable in the nation. That's a sentence that did not age well. Look, it could still technically be one of the most reliable in the nation. It just doesn't say, like, say much about the quality of the others. Oh snap! ABC what? News is also carried through them, so it's not only a, it's not only CBS News, but ABC News as well. So is ABC having the same issue? Probably. I don't. I don't know. I don't know any. Most of the most of the people that I talk to are CBS affiliates because CBS was one of the first. CBS was one of the the very early radio networks, and they were the first ones to really get into Michigan. So a lot of the a lot of the radio stations that I talk to have been around for a long time. So they've got the old CBS contracts. So hmm, maybe, God, that sucks for the ABC News guys as well. Yep. I'm just let me let me check this one Facebook group. ABC News. What are they talking about with ABC News? Oh, yep, ABC News out along with CBS. Looks like ABC News is recording their news 15 minutes early and uploading it to their own FTP site for people to download and uh, play back. <laughs> what? So ABC- you have 15 minutes to download the the news before it's supposed to go out. Yes. That's not too bad. I, you know, that's that's not that's not undoable no no i mean i could set up a w get script to connect and download our and see our audio ingesting thing there that's it'd be an mp3 file so it'd be super small because it'd only be maximum three minutes ingestion takes possibly 30 seconds so i could probably get it completely done in under five 
So that that doesn't seem too bad at all. So that's okay. So that's what ABC News is doing. Keep in mind, everyone's hitting the server at the same time. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> well, okay. So that's yeah. So that's that's been my week. At that, and everybody in this house has been sick on a rotating basis. So. Welcome to having, I mean, you've had kids for years at this point. So like, yep. yeah, because one person gets sick and then see, I was sick and then Megan got sick and then Kate got sick and then Isaac got sick. And then I think I still have that cough. I think Kate's okay. I think Megan has still got something there and Isaac seems to be bouncing back. So yeah. I'm glad people are, are feeling better. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like you don't think about that. It's like, oh, when it was just the two of us. Oh, one of us got sick. Oh, no. If, oh, no, two of us got sick. Oh, no. But now right. it's like, oh, I'm sick, and then I also have to take care of... Someone else who is sick because yep. they cannot take care of themselves. Nope. So so should we hit topics? We can, I, I suppose. Which topics would you like to hit? Well, there are... Uh, let's see, we got some updates on previous things. Um, we had talked about that uh, NASCAR driver <laughs> who pulled what people were calling the Mario Kart move. Which is amusing, because like, if you do that in Mario Kart, you're going to lose. Yeah, um, but he said he did this back playing NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube. This is one right. of the, the tricks that he did. So it's it's a it's a NASCAR move. It's not a Mario Kart move. Yeah, no, it's it's a NASCAR move. It's from their fucking bad physics engine. Um, but yeah, no, the to the surprise of no one. Yes, NASCAR, NASCAR stepped in and said, "You can't do that." Yes, they said, "Look, the it happened, and we had to look into it." And he technically broke the rule, but because there was ambiguity on this rule at the time, we'll let it pass. But anybody else who tries this in the future will break rule ten dot five dot two dot six dot a. Ten five two six a. Yes, rule ten five two six a. That any um, safety is a top priority for NASCAR. Therefore, any violations deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of competitors, officials, spectators, or others are treated with the highest degree of seriousness. Safety violations will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis, and they will issue time penalties to any vehicle that attempts an unsafe maneuver. <laughs> so basically, they would cite him for a lap on this one, so it wouldn't have mattered where he would have placed because he would have been docked a lap yeah. on the results. So I still like pr like props to him for for doing it, but no shit, it's going to be against the rules. Yeah, like, because if it's not, if it's not against the rules, literally everyone is going to do it. Yes, last corner of the last lap just literally your your car only has to make it that last corner yep what it looks like after it crosses the finish line does not matter which that's so that everyone's that's, just going to do that yeah right like that's that's going to be the norm and there's no way nascar can can allow that which they are not which 
Ross Chastain actually was asked if he had, if you know, if it was legal, would he do it again? And he said, I have no plans to ever do that again because it was not pleasant. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was having a great time doing it. Going like, wee! It was probably like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, just, just hoping that it will actually work. Because if, you know, that outside wall has gates in it. That's how people and, access the track from the outside. And if one of them had been where his car was. Yes, if the gate had not been, you know, latched in or, you know, was off by a bit or was pushed in a bit, could cause some serious problems. He, his car would have spun out. Yeah. And multiple peoples would have been hurt. Yes, there was, what was it? Uh, I saw this in one of the quotes. Bristol Waltrip Crash. Uh, Michael Waltrip crashes at Bristol Motor Speedway doing um, wreck in 1990. It did not look good. But he had a same problem with, you know, a crash on the outside wall. So, So, yeah. So NASCAR says no more. mm -hmm. Not letting people do that anymore. Yep. Every, you know, all the other race truck drivers were like, man, why did I not, you know, think of doing that that was pure it's crazy a dumb idea it's a bad bad idea i'm impressed that they let it stand yeah well that's what they said is like look there was no you know formal ruling on this at the time so you know going forward we will state this rule and we will enforce this rule but at the time you know we will go with the rules as they were at the time would yeah i mean you kind of have to yep especially since that crazy move actually got him into the finals. So that's just, and did he, you know, did he win? Uh, that is an excellent question. I'm going to guess no. Cause like we would have heard about that cause it would have been related to this. Let's see. What is his current? Da, 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 2022. Uh, he finished second place in the points standing. Wow. Good for him. Yep. Um, so yeah, thanks. That At least we get a little closure on that topic. Yes. Um, oh, this will be interesting. Google's AI event. Yes, Google, out of the blue, basically said, hey, we're doing an event on the 8th. Out of the blue, right? Because you do an entire event in four days out of the blue. Is this a oh shit, we're like, we're behind or a, oh no, we've got a bunch of stuff that we were already planning on talking about. This is probably, uh, we've already, we've already had a bunch of things we were planning on talking about, but now they're going to basically jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, we're using the power of AI to reimagine how people search for, explore, and interact with information. Okay. So they probably had most of this in the tank already, but now they're putting little little extra gas yes they're like we've we've got all these things in progress but um maybe we need to tell people that we're doing it because i'm curious what's what's alpha's stock nowadays i mean it's been going up it seems to be doing pretty it went down in late december which is when chat gpt like was a thing but it's been coming back up well i'm thinking this is probably just because the, the rumor has been floating around that Microsoft was planning on using chat GPT in their Bing search results. I mean, yeah, it's it's I don't know if that's even a rumor like they are integrating it into teams. 
if you have like uh, Teams Professional, there's you can now like use Chat GPT from Teams. Uh, okay, Microsoft hopes to launch before the end of March. Okay, so they're yeah. yeah okay, so they want to, and like they're also throwing three billion dollars with a promise of up to ten billion dollars at OpenAI. Oh, jeez. This is so. Remember, we made a big deal about like Microsoft invested a billion dollars in this company because it was so promising and because ChatGPT was so impressive. Well, like three months later, they're like, "Okay, we're we're going in on this hard." I, I wouldn't say it's an all-in because it's Microsoft and they have a lot of money. <laughs> but they're like, "Yep, here's three billion dollars." Like, what the fuck? So yeah, so February eighth on YouTube, forty minute event. So we'll have to we'll have to see on the eighth on the eighth Wednesday morning yeah. eight thirty a.m. Pacific Eastern Eastern. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be are live. They doing this New York? They're doing it from Paris. What? Sure, do it at five in the morning at your corporate headquarters. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Can you imagine everyone at Google is like. Fuck, I have to wake up to watch the thing. Yep. It's at five in the goddamn morning. Oh my god, no. Yeah, yeah, no. If it's eight in the morning Eastern, that's 7 a.m. here. How long is it supposed to be? 40 minutes. Fuck, hell no. I'll catch the (laughs) recap. Are you kidding? By the time I get to work, the news sites will have already covered it and, like, summarized it for me. Yeah, I'm thinking I might... Because if it's going to be live stream on YouTube, I can pause it. Yep. I can take Isaac to school because his school opens up at 8.30. I can come back and then I can stream it to my Chromecast TV downstairs in the basement and watch it while I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. Or I'm just going to wait for it to be finished. I'm going to grab one of the articles that someone writes about it, copy and paste it into chat GPT and say, summarize this for me. (laughs) Because fuck that shit. <laughs> Eight in the morning Eastern. Hell no. Oh. Yes, I understand. It, this is like so privileged. It is ridiculous. <sighs> well, speaking of Microsoft, EU, the EU, has issued an antitrust warning against Microsoft's bid for Activision Blizzard. This is... Because they announced this over a year ago. Yes. And it's still going on. Mm-hmm. A statement of objections was sent to Microsoft from the EU antitrust enforcers on Tuesday, which they laid out all the reasons why the deal could threaten fair competition in the European Union. So Microsoft says we are listening carefully to the European Commission's concerns and are confident we can address them. So the EU says, hey, we've got some problems here. The FTC has asked a court to block the deal. This has been, like you said, yeah, a year and we're still nowhere close to having it finalized. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Granted, Activision Blizzard has just uh, agreed to a settlement with the SEC for $35 million for 
not correctly handling um what was it um uh, not not appropriately informing investors about investigations into workplace misconduct at the publisher this is about all the like sexual assault and sexual innuendo and stuff like that basically yes but like look anyone who's investing in microsoft or not in in activision blizzard like they should know that shit's going on right like it's bobby kotick yeah okay so the sec acknowledged that activision blizzard disclosed to the investors that there were factors related to its workforce and how it how its ability to attract retain and motivate staff might materially impact its business but it said the publisher did not have the disclosure um, to collect or analyze employee complaints of workplace misconduct, which meant management was unable to account for any complaints in those risk factors, which it said was a violation of Exchange Act Rule 13A-15A. Sorry, my brain just... Yeah, I know. this. There, there was a couple of... Basically, there's a couple of Exchange Act Rule violations because... Activision was not able to disclose to its investors how it was handling these investigations into workplace misconduct. They said, yes, there is workplace misconduct to the investors, which is they were supposed to do, but they weren't able to basically show their work. And that not being able to show their work has cost Activision Blizzard $35 million. This was also on top of the $18 million settlement that they had with the Equal Employment Opportunities Committee from the... Um, California. Yes, California. I was trying to remember, like, what state? Of course, California. California. Yeah. So this is this is still not going to stop the process, right? Like, no. This is virtue signaling at its worst. I'd love to see it break the process. I'd love to see... Like the the European Union step in and say like no, no. If you do that, we are going to fine you, and if you want to do business in Europe, you will have to pay that fine. Or like if you do this, we you just can't do business in Europe. But then again, like what's Europe going to do? Say no, we can't use Windows anymore. I was like, what was the what was the whole Microsoft Internet Explorer thing with European Union stuff way back when? How did that turn out? Not great. <laughs> I don't think there ever was really a winner out of all of this. Well, That's the winner the out of all this was... Internet Explorer stuff? Yeah. Chrome. Chrome. Yeah, Chrome was the Chrome winner. was the winner. <laughs> okay, what do we got next on the list? Anything interesting to you? Um, let me look at the list. ISP false coverage claims... Who's claiming that they cover more than every everyone is, right? Well, this one was specifically with Jefferson County Cable. Because it turns out um, one of the other ISPs, Smartway Communications, had heard from its customers that the FCC's broadband map falsely claimed that Jefferson County Cable could cover their house. Oh. So Awful. he sent challenges on the because you're able to challenge on the website. Yeah. On the FCC's website, you're able to say, hey, I don't think this is right. So, Smartway Communications was challenging some of these Jefferson County cable claims. Well, one of the challenges elicited a response from Jefferson County cable executive 
who thought that this other founder and ISP was a resident challenging the address rather than a competitor challenging the address. And he literally wrote in the email saying, with our huge investment in upgrading our service to provide, we reported to the broadband data collection that we have service at your residence so that they would not allocate additional broadband expansion money over the top of our private investment in our plant. So he he literally told the other guy, yeah, we're lying just so the other guys don't get money. That's not good. Wow. Literally just said it in the email to the guy that, yeah, no, we we spent a bunch of money and we don't want other people to get money to put their stuff here because we've already spent so much. Except that they, they spend so much, but they don't have the service that they say they have. Yep. Uh, there, so far, there have been over a million challenges submitted to the FCC on the broadband maps nationwide. So this is, uh, yeah. Actually, there was one next to one of our transmitter sites there because I was looking to try and see what internet services might have been available if there was an, one there that I wasn't thinking of. And I glanced at the the people next door to us, and they had a challenge saying that, yeah, um, Spectrum says that they have cable internet out here, but they don't. <laughs> I'm like, that would have been nice to have cable internet out there, but yeah, no, I yeah. agree with you. Spectrum is not out at this transmitter site. So, yes, no, you have a right to file a challenge on that. And Spectrum will hopefully get fined. Mm-hmm. But, like, how easy is it for them to lie about it, and how hard is it to follow up? This this is my, like, that, that's a rhetorical question, Andy. I'm yeah. not looking for an actual answer. Because the answer is, it is very easy for them to lie about it. Oh, it's I'm super sure it's easy. Just, it's just data that they're submitting to the FCC, saying, yes. yes, in this area, we provide this service. And to refute that, someone has to say, hey, they're not actually <laughs> providing that. And then someone at the FCC has to go and do the work and follow up. Well, after the Ars Technica contacted the FCC to get a statement on this one specific case. Even though they say, look, this is just one specific case. This is, like I said, there's a million challenges already up on the website. Right. So they wanted to get the idea of what the FCC was going to do. And they said, uh, update here, after initially declining to comment, the FCC provided us with a statement a day after this article was published. We take these types of allegations very seriously and have referred this matter to our enforcement bureau. We cannot comment further while this while the investigation is pending. And how long will that take? That is an excellent question. And having having watched the FCC slowly try and take down pirate radio stations, Mm-hmm. It's not a fast process. No. There have been people on some of the Facebook groups who said, yes, look, there was a pirate radio. He was on our frequency. I found him. And I basically said, look, how much can I pay you to just move to a different frequency? This frequency over here is completely open in the area. And he's like, it It was way faster to do it that way. <laughs> to pay ransom? Basically. It's like, look, I could get you into trouble. But none of us really want to do that. If you just move to this other frequency, then I won't get the FCC involved. That's hilarious. 
It's like, look, you can go. It was an open frequency in the area too. So he's like, look, you can go here and you're not going to be stepping on anybody's toes. What you're still doing is wrong, but at least you're out of my hair. Yeah. But like, it should be the opposite. Yes, it should should be be the opposite. It should be so hard for them to say, yes, we provide this service in this area. Like, there should be multiple speed tests with geolocation data provided. Mm -hmm. It should be verifiable by the FCC. Like, you you should be able to run a speed test from that area. And the FCC should be able to collect the speed test and all the points that it hit in between. In theory, yes, it should be. But the FCC's budget really doesn't It's the same thing with the IRS. Right. These government agencies' payrolls have been just cut cut or stagnant. Cut, yep. Stagnant and or cut. Yep. So, you know, I just, they're um, up just actually north of us, up in Allegan, was actually one of the FCC's monitoring points for the entire country. So they would have basically every antenna you could think of and have them all highly directionable. So the FCC could actually like contact there's, I think there was five or six of them in the country where the FCC would actually like coordinate. So they could pinpoint people with triangulation pretty easily. Place is a ghost town now. I swung by just to see what was left and it's, it's a ghost town. Yeah. It's like, yes, the FCC used to be able to do a lot of stuff. Now they're just relying on people to, you know, scouts honor that they're doing it right. And as we see. Never works. Nope. Never works. Okay. Uh, where are we on Tiempre? Uh, close to the end. Okay. Is there anything you want to hit? Um, we have Falcon had our... 200th flight? Yeah, 200th flight of a Falcon 9 rocket. Of a single rocket? No, no, of Falcon 9 rockets. Okay. So it's not a rocket has gone up 200 times, but the Falcon 9 series yes. has had 200 launches. Yes. Do we know how many individual rockets make up the Falcon 9 series currently? Uh, there's probably a Wikipedia article about that. Uh, list of Falcon 9 first stage boosters. Uh, Block 4 has been all retired or destroyed. Block 5 scrapped. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 7 are currently awaiting launch right now. Jesus. Uh, 2 are in for refurbishing. Uh, oh, nope, there's another one that's awaiting launch. I should have sorted this. There's one at Port Canaveral, one that just landed. There's one at Port of Long Beach. There's one awaiting launch. Another one, three three more awaiting launch. Another one, refurb- three more refurbishing and two more awaiting launches. And one awaiting testing. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18 of them, 1920. There's 20 first stages in use right now. Damn. Mm -hmm. All of those are block fives. So whatever the number of block fours plus block ones. Looks like 18 block ones. Uh, Let's see. 20 to 45. 25 up to block fours. And then, yeah, the rest of them are block fives. Damn. 
what's really ridiculous. So it's been 200 launches, right? Yes. They have the capability because we know that they have an extremely fast launch cadence with these rockets. Yes. They could have the launch capability to launch 100 of them this year. And you're talking Falcon 9, the, the first Falcon 9 launch was 2010. So that's, that is quite a growth. Yes. If they, in 2010? 2010, Booster 0003 was the Dragon spacecraft qualification unit. So in 13 years, they've done 200 launches, and they're planning 100 launches this year. They could do 100 launches this year. I don't think they have enough payloads to do 100 launches, but, but they, could. they could, yes. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. Think of that, 100 launches in a year. That's, that's almost like, I hate to say it, it's almost an exponential curve. I mean, it certainly feels like there's some sort of exponential growth in there, because it certainly wasn't linear nope that's for sure what would it be if it's like it's is it so if they add one rocket a year the number of rockets is a linear growth but if each rocket can do exit no i guess it's still linear it's just a steeper curve yeah i don't know if i'd say it was exponential but it's still impressive I'm trying to look here. If somebody, I swear somebody did the math. <coughs> okay, here we go. It was 125 months to complete the first 100 Falcon 9 launches. 10 the, years. Yeah. The second 100 flights were completed in 25 months. And they're trying to do 100 missions this year. So 10 years down to two years down to one year. That's just crazy. Jesus. Uh, anything else? Uh, there's a unofficial Link to the Past PC port that was actually re- completely reverse engineered. What? There's a PC port. What? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> but, but, what? Yeah, you could play a Link to the Past on your PC. I mean, I've been able to do that for... 20 some years through the use of an emulator yes what <laughs> yeah this was um decompilers work to turn rom binaries into thousands of lines of human readable code because no actual original um publishers what oh my god that's that's just i'm i'm yeah. dumbfounded no copyrighted assets are distributed with the decompiled code so technically how is that true? Because, like, the sprites are included in the code. Maybe. Or maybe you have to find assets somewhere else. Maybe they say, like, we'll sell you the file, or we'll give you the file, but you have to come up with the sprite sheet. I don't know. There's a link on wow. GitHub. So. Wow. Could you say? Wow. <laughs> Zelda reverse engineering team. Mm-hmm. Repositories, Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild. What? They got... Wow. That's... Huh. Decompilation of Breath of the Wild. Data. Docs. Library. Source files. Implement the Cooking Manager class. Jeez. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
I need to refresh myself on C and C plus plus and C sharp. Shit. All right. That's that is that is impressive. That is yes. thoroughly thoroughly impressive. So they've also, I guess, have other people have done reverse engineered code for Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. So this, in theory, is, you know, okay. All right. Especially since it contains no code owned by Nintendo. So, Which is still kind of weird. Yes. And is, is letter of the law kind of thing. So, yep, that's, that's out there. All right. So, well, should we hit the randoms? I think we should have the randoms. All right. Uh, I believe it is my review. Yes, it is your review. I would like to review the Udi. The what? Udi, like a hoodie without an H. Okay, so I'm spelling out hoodie, and then I'm going and I'm removing the H. So I've got O-O-D-I-E. Yes. Oh, theoodie.com. Yep. The Udi is... The evolution of the Snuggie. I was going to say, this does look like a giant Snuggie. I mean, all Snuggies are giant. That's that's the point of them, yeah. Right? Like, they're, they're huge. But the problem with a Snuggie, a Snuggie was designed with someone who, like, sat on a couch and had a blanket on them and said, damn, I wish I could, like, reach through to my book. And a Snuggie is great. I actually have a knockoff Snuggie somewhere in this house. It's great when you are on the couch and you just like, you're there and you're wrapped up in it. The problem with a Snuggie is when you want to get up and move. Yes, because it's a blanket. It's a blanket hanging off of your front. Mm-hmm. So the Udi is the idea of someone said, what if instead of like just armholes, we, we took the blanket and we put it over the person and we cut a hole in it for their head and we cut holes. Oh, that's basically just a hoodie. Okay. Well, what if we just take a hoodie and make it out of blanket material and make it really big so that it goes down to my knees? This is like just like a, a blanket poncho. It is a blanket poncho. Someone got it for me for Christmas, and it is so wonderful. It's also ridiculously soft. So it is a, a like fleece exterior and Sherpa-lined interior, and it has a, a pocket that is big enough for a laptop. <laughs> <coughs> But the pocket hole is not big enough for a laptop, which is unfortunate. But, like, the pocket is huge, Andy. It is absolutely enormous. Um, it's fantastic. I love it. I, I like, come home from work and I put it on and I am just, like, it's, it's being hugged by a blanket. I cannot recommend these enough. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. Hold I think they have a Valentine's Day sale. Also, yeah, be prepared for your Facebook feed to now be filled by this. Oh, my Facebook feed is full of everything. Yeah. I mean, you you search for iFit stuff and now I've got No, you'll you'll get a bunch of this now. I guarantee you you will get some of this on your Facebook feed now. Now that you've gone to their website. So, I've got one that was gifted to me for Christmas and within a week of me having it, Laura bought herself one. 
because it's just they they're so comfortable. They do come in one size for adults. Oh. But that's like it's a blanket, Andy. Don't go oh, like it's yeah. big enough as it is not too big, but it is so comfortable. Also very warm. I've taken mine to take Laz for his walk. <laughs> Is it is it outdoors proof or no? No. Okay. They actually did just announce a an outdoor Udi, but this one is, is not intended for outdoors, no. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to see what they have. Granted, you know, we just bought some hoodies from uh, 32 Degree. Nice. So, yeah, they had a sale going on too, and Kate got this, like, Sherpa-lined hoodie. It was actually pretty soft, so I, you know, of course, then got one. Got more. one as well. Yeah. And we have a plethora of blankets. Well, this is the blanket that you can just take with you. Yeah. I am very much enjoying it. Basically, the only time I've taken it off today is when I am cooking, eating, or going to the bathroom. Mm. They do make kid sizes, too. Or a kid size, I should say. Okay, that's that's the review. That's it. That's all I got. The Uggy? Not the Uggy. The, the Udi. 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 I started calling it the Udi because it looks like it should be, but you don't say a hoodie, right? You say a hoodie. Hoodie and the blowfish? No. The Udi. All right. The Udi. The Udi. The Udi. All right. <clears throat> okay. Oh, that Hogwarts tote bag looks good. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's sold out in maroon. Oh. Right. Okay, so what were we doing? Randoms. Random, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What did the second Back to the Future movie get right about 2015, and what did it get wrong? So there was a joke in, in Back to the Future about, like, Jaws 7 or something like that. Jaws 19. Was it Jaws 19? It was Jaws 19. I feel like that, in a way, hit its home of, like, Hollywood doesn't do anything original anymore. <laughs> what it what it missed is that it would actually be like just they got rid of the 19 and it would just be like Jaws. And it's just like the remake, right? Like, you know what? Let's go and remake Jaws. Um, what did they get right about 2015? They got a lot wrong yes, about they 2015. Did. The lawyers, the fashion, the flying cars, the Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion wasn't from 2015. No, it was. Nope. There, oh, did they he? never said Mr. Fusion was from 2015. That's true. Maybe he, did he go farther in? Oh, because he went they farther into the say. future. They never say. It is entirely possible he went much farther into the future. Because I remember he talked about having to go back and figure out, you know, how, where everything went wrong. And he said it right. was this one instance. So he definitely so, went farther into the future. Yep. So Mr. Fusion was not, we, can't, we cannot say that they were wrong about Mr. Fusion because we never see it, to my knowledge, on anything else in 2015. No, that's true. The flying cars, though, that one was just. Yeah. Flying cars were definitely a thing in 2015. They were not in reality. Uh, Hoverboards. Yep. Um, I mean, a lot about like the what the how, how do I the rehydrator, like, the restaurant in its entirety. Yeah. Um, fax machines. <laughs> there was there was a lot of paper there. A lot more paper than I had expected. Yep. Um, augments. They they predicted that, like, because the, the bully Biff 
2015. 2015 Biff had like a mechanical arm. Am I making that up? I seem well, to remember he, he had like like an he, augmented arm. He he definitely. I remember if he like stood up and then like grew a bit, and you could hear like the worried. Yeah. Nike did make self-lacing sneakers. Basically because they're like, shoot, this is 2015. We have to get these out the door. Right. So. God damn it. I don't know if I'd say they got it right. It's because they inspired it. Well, granted, also the fact that, you know, Michael J. Fox was having trouble lacing shoes due to Parkinson's. They're like, well, this will work out for Michael J. Fox. Let's get him a pair. Uh, That's fantastic. I had no idea that his Parkinson's was so advanced at that point. Oh, it it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't get a lot right about 2015. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm just trying to think of like what, you know, what 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 did they get right? Right. I'm I'm really kind of struggling on that. I mean, there was still apparently racism. That's accurate. <laughs> there are still bullies. People idolize and worship the 80s. Dead celebrities will live on as CGI avatars. Kids look at old video games and say, what the hell is this? But like the entire lack of tablets or phones or like just handheld computer devices. God, yeah. So they couldn't even imagine the future that we actually had. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not that they overshot or something. It's that they went in like, this is the future according to the 1980s. Well, it's just, it's just all like all the rest of the time where people try and predict the future. Right. I mean... Well, heck. yes and no. I mean, if you read Snow Crash, there is some really good predictions for something that came out in the early 90s. Yeah, but what year was Blade Runner supposed to be? 2049? That was the sequel. 2019. In 2019 LA. Okay. Snow Crash came out 30 years ago and predicted Google Earth, predicted the metaverse, named it the metaverse, predicted digital currencies. They had something called Kongbox, a Kongbox, predicted AI-powered assistance, and this came out in, like, 1992. VAR headsets, seasteading, the metaverse, virtual assistance, cryptocurrency, and Uber Eats. <laughs> well, granted, video phone calls on your TV, that one's... That was five years too early. Yeah. Like, people could do it, but no one was doing it. No. Until the pandemic. Then everyone was, all of a sudden. I really enjoy, there's a, a college humor slash dropout, the CEO of Skype, right in like the middle of the pandemic, going like, what the fuck happened? Alright, um, that's all I got. I can't think of anything else that, that um, Back to the Future got correct. Yeah, no, there wasn't a lot. DeLoreans uh, still exist, but they are not common. Nope. It, it got that right. Well, on that not big of a surprise, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, 
or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.